0: Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. We have a lot to cover, so why don't we go right to prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father God, for this wonderful day of life, O Lord God. And thank you, Lord, for the ability to be here with you today, O Lord God, to study your word, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father God, I pray that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener here today, O Lord God, that your words may sink in and they may understand, O Lord God, your words that are coming forth today. We praise you, Lord God. I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise. In the master's name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we have a lot to cover today. And there's a whole lot going on in the world and going on around us. And so I just start out by saying, you know, who could use a breakthrough? Who could use a breakthrough? Who could say, oh, Lord, Jesus, you know, it's time that something new happens in my life. Uh, I feel like I'm treading water and and I I need a breakthrough. Sometimes we feel like there are no answers and and sometimes we are unsure of the future. We we don't know where to turn, you know, especially with the condition of the world today, the world around us, the world remotely or wherever it may be. Um, The only way that we can survive today's world and receive our breakthroughs Uh, Is through knowledge of Holy Spirit. Okay, we need the Holy Spirit and we will get to that get to him him a a little bit more Look later on in this message, but um, however the condition of the world today as we see it You know with all of the rioting and and all of the senseless things that are going on uh, is not new You know, it's not new history has proven uh, that man simply cannot govern himself Okay, especially man cannot govern himself without God I mean, it's an historical fact. Man has tried through many, many empires and regimes and everything else over the over the uh, millennia. And without God, man simply cannot govern himself. Man has turned away from God, and it reflects in our day-to-day lives. You know, okay, we see around us. We see senseless crimes going on. There's rioting. There's oppression of freedoms. You know, we've got this COVID things. Covid thing going on with with lockdowns and so on. Every day around us, we we see the result where um, where man, man has kind of separated himself from God. Okay, and therefore the powers that be and the things that are going on today are not reflective of the way God would want us to be living living our lives. But we've been this way before. You know, mankind has been this way before as man has turned away from God, and just like it is happening here today. Okay. And when that happens, there are always consequences. When man turns away from God, there are always consequences. And as usual, we have to, to base everything on what the Word of God is saying. So why don't we uh, go in our Bibles to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 8. 1 Samuel 8. Amen? 1 Samuel 8 and we're going to start with verse number 1, okay? 1 Samuel 8, verse number 1. Now, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible because you know, I usually read from King James. but Some of the King James words has words like confectionaries in there, and, and you wonder, well, what does that mean exactly? So the Amplified does go a little bit uh, further in, in expanding um, what the words uh, are meaning and what they're saying. So again, 1 Samuel chapter 8, and starting with verse number 1. And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel and the name of the second Abiyah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Okay, now saying there, his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after lucre. Lucre is money that has been earned um, dishonestly, okay, or money that has been earned in in a questionable way, okay? They turned their faith uh, 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 after lucre, they took bribes, and they perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel in Ramah. And said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us, like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel, and uh, displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. Okay, he didn't like what he was hearing, so right away he went to God, which is what he, we should always do. Okay, he went to God. Verse seven, and the Lord said unto Samuel. Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. Hearken unto the voice of the people unto all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Okay, please highlight that in your Bible. For they have not rejected thee, to Samuel, but they have rejected me, meaning God, that I should not reign over them according to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Okay, so God is saying that, I brought them up out of Egypt unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now therefore, hearken unto their voice, hearken unto their voice, howbeit, yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king uh, that shall reign over them. Okay. So he's telling them, he's telling uh, uh, Samuel, listen to what they're saying. Okay. Okay. And then let them know what's going to be happening over this king that they're asking for. And he said there, uh, God said to listen to the voice of the people. Okay. The message to Israel was very, very simple. You know, verse number seven kind of summarizes the request. And the Lord said to Samuel, listen to the voice of the people to regard all that they say to you. Okay. So therefore, he's saying, listen to the voice of the people. So the voice of the people in terms of government, in terms of wanting a king or wanting someone to be in charge, the voice of the people matter even to God. Okay. The voice, listen to the voice of the people okay the message was simple okay they would be they would be allowed to select their ruler but it was not the ruler that was wanted for them. the ruler would be an evil one who would oppress them yet God would establish his throne but he would not be God's choice okay So now we go on to read, from our, uh, I'm going to start from number nine again, verse nine, then we're going to continue. Now, therefore, hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. Ten. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord uh, unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, this will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots and to be his horsemen. Okay? Now, I'm going to shift over here to amplify now again. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord, of the Lord to the people who asked of him a king, eleven, and said, This will be the ways of the king who shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots and to be his horsemen and to run before his chariots. He will appoint them for himself. be commanders over thousands and over fifties and some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his implements of war and equip for his chariots. He's going to be using the people for his own purposes. Sound familiar? He'll be using his people, our people or their people, for his own purposes, this new king, this new ruler. Okay, verse number 12, he will appoint them for himself to be commanders over thousands and over fifties and some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his implements of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters, he will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks and bakers, crying out for this king, you want this king to rule over you, okay? God told Samuel to listen to what they're asking for now, okay? But God told Samuel to tell the people this is what they can expect, all right? He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers. He will take your fields, verse 14, he will take your fields, your vineyards, and your olive orchards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. He will take your fields and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. He'll take your, your tenth of your grain. Again, what belongs to you, he's going to take a tenth, a, a big portion, and use it for his own purposes, to give to his office, officers and to his servants. He's going to give it to the in crowd, so to speak. Give it to those that are close around And What belongs to you, he's going to take a big portion of it and give to those that are close to him to his officers and to his servants. 16, he will take your men and women's servants and the best of your cattle and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take the best, or you take your men and women's servants and the best of your cattle and your donkeys and put them to his work. (laughs) Okay? He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves shall be his slaves. A tenth of your flock, and you yourselves will be his slaves. Okay? Now God is telling you, Samuel, God told Samuel, this is what you tell the people. You're crying out for a king. You've rejected me. You've rejected me. You want your king. Okay? So God said to say, okay, listen to what they're saying now. Listen to what they're saying, okay? Okay? And God said, but however, tell them, because of the fact that they want this king, they want this leader, they want this ruler over them without me putting me, God, out of the picture you tell them this is the kind of king that they're going to get. This is the kind of leader that they're going to get. Okay? Now we have leaders today. We have Leaders in our local communities, leaders in the state governments in our counties, leaders over the country. Whatever country you're in listening to this podcast, you have a leader over your country. You have a leader over your province or however your country is structured. Okay? Be careful who we ask for outside of God. We gotta be careful if we are rejecting God out of our everyday lives, out of our school systems, out of the halls of justice, out of every walk of life. We gotta be careful who we ask for or what we ask for, okay? God told Samuel, you tell them and God has saved them. Verse 17 again, he will take a tenth of your flocks, and you yourselves shall be his slaves. In that day you will cry out because of your king, and because of your king you have chosen. Verse 18 again, in that day you will cry out because of your king you have chosen for yourselves, but the Lord will not hear you then. But the Lord will not hear you then. Okay, So God gave them all of this stuff here to be watching out for and what he's going to do to them. Then God ends up by saying, Okay, but you're going to cry out. Okay? You will cry out, verse 18, but the Lord will not hear you. What are we going through today? What are we going through today? Are we going through oppression? Okay? Do we have things that are being taken away from us? Liberties, rights and so forth. Now, this is not a political message. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I'm simply talking about what God is talking about in terms of uh, uh, um, what happens when man tries to rule or govern himself without God. Without God. OK, it's as simple as that. OK, okay. verses 10 to 18 record what God told Sam to communicate to Israel and that they would experience their king. That entire description that we just read is negative. And in verse 18, we read, we read that in that day, you will cry out because of your king that you have chosen, okay, that you have chosen for yourselves, but the Lord will not hear you then. So we need to be so careful in terms of whom we're choosing, okay? We got to be so careful, especially when we are choosing something or someone that is outside of God. says that you shall cry out on that day, but the Lord will not hear you, okay? We go on, and we, we don't have to go there right now. But in Judges twenty-one twenty-five, it describes our nation and much of the world today. And it says, and I quote: "In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes." This is from from the Book of Judges, chapter twenty-one twenty-five. You can look it up. Okay. Describes our nation and much of the world. If you're not here in the United States and listening to this podcast, you think about conditions where you are in the world. All right, all right. But in those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that was right, which was right in his own eyes. We see that happening very much today. It's like every man for himself. Whatever someone thinks is right and is cool to do, they just go on and do it. They just, just go on to do it. You know, you know, you know. There was no king in Israel. Man did what, what was right in his own eyes. Okay. If we go to Romans, uh, Romans uh, ch- uh, chapter 13, Romans chapter 13, and just verse number one, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, underline that please, okay, there is no power but of God, the powers that be are ordained of God. Or permitted by God, or established by God, or allowed to be exist by God. Who, who, uh, whosoever, therefore, resists the power, resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Okay. Now this is talking about a, a government, a system that has been set up, that has been set up based on 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 God's on God's uh, on God's uh, will okay, or, or God's way. This is a, a godly system that has been set up, okay? Whoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation, okay? You see, you see, whatever system is in place, it's there because God is allowing it to be there. It's there because God is allowing it to be there for his own purposes, okay? Now, obviously, if it's an ungodly system, then God has a reason for letting that even be there, Verse number three says, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou, shalt have, uh, and thou shalt have praise the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. That doeth evil, okay? Now, this is talking about a God-based system. Okay, and the purpose there, the purpose there is for that 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 ruler, that ruler, or that government should be should be resisting evil and doing away with evil. So therefore, if it is a God-based system that is in government, we are being told here, okay, that we shouldn't be resisting if it's a God-based system, okay, because the purpose here is for the God the God-based government form of government here is to suppress evil, is to suppress evil, and if we're doing good things, then there's no reason for us to fear the government. Because if the government is a good God-based government, then there's no reason for us to fear and, and resist it, okay? However, it says though, well, if you're doing evil, then that's a different thing. Then you should indeed be afraid, because you, it, it'll be stamped out, okay? And the key that we want to su- uh, focus on is verse number four there, that every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, the powers that are ordained of God or permitted to be by God, all right? See, according to God, the purpose of government is, is, is that it exists and survives because God permits it. Yet, when the rulers become too evil, God will judge them and punish them. Okay, when the rulers become too evil, God will judge them or will judge them and punish them. Okay, In verse number four, then we see God gives uh, God uh, gives us his purpose of government and rulers. They were appointed by God to suppress evil or keep evil in check. When they fail to do this, then it is time for judgment, and then it is on their head because God is the one that's in charge, and God permits it to exist. In John 19, verse 11, Jesus told Pontius Pilate, who was that evil governor, he said that his authority came from God. Okay, Remember, he was questioning Jesus before the crucifixion, before he sentenced him to die. And Jesus wouldn't answer him. And he said, why don't you speak? Why don't you say something? Okay, don't you realize that I have the power of life and death on you, over you? Now, for all of that time, Jesus was quiet. He hadn't answered, didn't respond to anything Pontius Pilate was saying. But then he said, why don't you speak up? Don't you know I have the power of life and death? And Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. The only power that you have is the power that my Father in heaven has given you. Okay. The only power you have is the power which my father in heaven has given you. Okay. So God had ordained or permitted Pontius Pilate to be there in charge. Okay. For his own reasons. And we, of course, we know we know the events of the crucifixion and the resurrection. Okay. So, so God is very much on top of this game and he will permit governments to be in power. Okay. According to God, which is the Bible, the purpose of government is to suppress evil to suppress evil and maintain some semblance of justice and care for the oppressed, okay? Maintain some form of justice and care for the oppressed, all right? And we can see that by, if you look at Isaiah, Isaiah verse number one, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter number one, and we go to verse number uh, 16, okay? And it says, wash you, make you clean, Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Relieve the oppressed. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fathers. Plead for the widows. Relieve the oppressed. What do we see going on today? We see a lot of oppression that is going on. A lot of oppression stamping down our freedoms, you know, having to to, to give in to the way some are saying that we should be living while others go on and do their own thing. Okay. The way God said that he will take he will take portions of your flock and so forth and use it for his his own use. We see that happening today also. Okay. All right. Okay. Because they wanted to do away with God. The people, the people wanted to do away with God. They wanted a new king. Amen. They wanted a new king. OK, you see, see, so so despite despite what is going on, God is indeed still in charge. I say again. All right. But but today I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you today that, that, that there's going to be a breakthrough in your lives. There's going to be a breakthrough. All right. And you'll be amazed at what God is going to do in your life. You'll be amazed. OK. And we all need those breakthroughs. You look at what's going on around us. OK. All right? Today, you will receive some of the deeper knowledge that God wishes you to understand to get you to that breakthrough. Amen. And how? How how will this happen? Well, it starts with having a clear understanding of Holy Spirit. I told you that we'd get back to him in a bit. has a clear uh, understanding of Holy Spirit. With what is going on out there today, and all of us are hoping for a change. Many of us are hoping for a change. I'm sure there are some people who are not hoping for a change, I'm I'm guessing. Amen. But many of us are hoping for a change. We want a God-based life. We want a God-based Government. We want those that are in leadership positions to be, to to be God-based. Amen. We're making God-based decisions. Amen. Amen. So, 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 so the things that are going on and the breakthroughs that we're looking through and for, and sometimes we're saying, oh Lord, help me. What is going on in this land? It's impacting my life. If you're a small business owner, I'm sure you're feeling, you're feeling some of the pain of what's going on out there and you're looking for some help. God is saying to you that there's going to be a breakthrough, but you need to understand the Holy Spirit in your life. You need to understand the Holy Spirit of your life in your life. Amen. Amen. Jesus said that without Holy Spirit, his followers, including us, his followers of the time, and including us, because we are his followers, would not be able to fulfill God's call on our lives. Without Holy Spirit, we cannot fulfill God's call in our lives. Amen. Amen. So so he sent Holy Spirit to be our helper, to be our teacher, to be our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor one that provides strength to us, okay, okay, to reveal to us the, the truth. He's a revealer of truth and the one who empowers us. Holy Spirit does so much for us, does so much that we don't even realize, I think, half the time. Amen. Developing a relationship with Holy Spirit is something that is crucial for those uh, who desire to really, really discover and to fulfill God's will for their lives. You can't fulfill God's will for your life without knowing Holy Spirit, without, without understanding how Holy Spirit works. Amen. Yet the truth of the matter is that many Christians are on fire for God. Many are on fire for God and love Jesus with all their hearts, minds, and souls, you know, and with all their strength. They love Jesus, you know, but they remain less familiar with Holy Spirit. Many of us love the Lord, you know, love the Lord. You know, we spend a lot of time in church, we spend a lot of time in study, we read the Word of God, we're in prayer a lot, but still a lot of us are not really familiar with Holy Spirit, which we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to know and understand in order for us to fulfill all that God has in store for us. Amen? Some long to fellowship with the Spirit of God and hear His still small voice, but don't know how or don't believe that they can hear the still small voice of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is still still so much of, of of a mystery, you know. You know. Now I ask you, who do you say that the Holy Spirit is? Who do you say the Holy Spirit is? Amen. Many people disregard His work in their lives because they simply don't understand who He is. They simply don't understand, and even those who know Him don't always have a continual awareness of His presence and a deep revelation of His love for them. Many times we go through life and we don't understand or don't sense and, and, and don't capture the, uh, the importance of having Holy Spirit uh, 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 or being aware of Holy Spirit's presence because He's there. He's there. Okay, It's not like it's a matter of us, uh, of us uh, uh, knowing that He's there because He is there. We have to be aware of His presence. Amen? 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 First of all, we need to know that Holy Spirit is a person. And it's not not a thing. We need to know and realize the Holy Spirit is a person and not a thing. He's not just something that's floating around in the atmosphere. You know, like they say, you know, may the force be with you or something like that. Or some inanimate, inanimate, uh, a, a gaseous cloud or something that's floating around. He's real and he's a person. Amen. And we say, you know, many times we say, you stop and think about this. We, we refer to, to, to God, God the Father, you know. We refer to Jesus by name, you know, Jesus or Christ. You know, we may even say Messiah. But when it comes down to the Holy Spirit, we wind up saying the Holy Spirit. We wind up be saying the Holy Spirit. We say God the Father or God, or we cry out Father God. Jesus, we cry out Jesus. Cry out, we cry out. But then when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we see we say the Holy Spirit. All right. And now when you say the Holy Spirit, that uh, uh, depersonalizes him. It takes away from the fact that he is indeed a person, right? You is know, so what we need to try to do, you know, and if you notice and listening to me over the years and things like that, when I refer to Holy Spirit, even when I'm reading it in, in the Bible, when I read his name in the Bible, I say Holy Spirit. I don't say the word the, because within me, then that reinforces the fact that he is more personal, that he is indeed a person. He's not a the, he's not a thing. You know, so I refer to Holy Spirit as Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit. I, I dropped the the. Think about trying to get in the habit of doing that, and then that will help you to realize how personal and alive Holy Spirit is. He's not just a thing. He's not just simply a power. Amen? He's not just simply a power. Amen? We need him in order to be victorious. We need him to be victorious in our, in our lives, especially in these times that we're in. We're living in some very, very challenging times, saints of God. Holy Spirit is the power, is the power that God has given us. Jesus talked about it. And I'll get to that in a moment. Okay? All right. But, but but Jesus, you know, but, but he's one of, of, of the trinities. He's one of the trinity. So we need to get away from referring to him as the Holy Spirit. We need to see and to understand his role after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How many really understand the Holy Spirit's role after Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus? Okay? Holy Spirit was always with mankind, always, always, always with mankind. But God selectively gave him to to the people that he wanted to at his particular time. Holy Spirit and the prophets, you know, the word of God says, and and the Spirit of God came upon me and I said, or the Spirit revealed to me and I said, so at God's will, at God's timing, when God wanted to, He gave Holy Spirit to those prophets and to those people in the Bible where He wanted specific things done. Okay, but it was done. It was done very, very selectively. But today, 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 if you're a born again believer, believer, and you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and the Savior, Holy Spirit is there for you. He's in you, and He's available to you during the course of your life. He's available to you when you need to make some important decisions, when you've got things in your life that are going on that are particularly challenging. Amen. Holy Spirit is there for you. Amen. So now he's there. Okay. So we got to see where it all starts. OK. And starting with Jesus, the Bible proves that Jesus was alive and was active on earth after the resurrection. OK. The word of God says that he was seen by many. Okay, he was seen by many. So we know the fact that after the resurrection, again, he was certainly alive and he was there and many, many saw him according to the word of God. Jesus gave direction to wait for the Holy Spirit. That's what he said, to wait for the Holy Spirit. This was going to be the birth of the church at that time when the Holy Spirit was to come upon those believers. That was going to be the birth, birth of, the, of the church. And we see that in Acts one to twelve, he was told to wait for. The, they were told to wait for the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter two, you know what happened there? That's when the Holy Spirit actually came. And the Holy Spirit was that was fifty days after the resurrection. It was the Pentecost. Okay, fifty. You know, Pentecost taken from the word fifty. Amen. So fifty days after the resurrection, that's when the Holy Spirit came upon them. It says that they were in the upper room. Remember, all in one accord. Okay. And they say, and the Holy Spirit came and appeared as uh, clothes of fire. Okay, okay, tongues of fire. All right, okay. And there's a great wind that blew. That's in the second chapter of Acts. All right. So that's when that's when the church was formed. All right. And and so, so therefore, we ask the question now also: uh, uh, Who is he? Who is he? The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. If you don't already know that, the Holy Spirit is part is part of the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Okay? He's part of the Trinity, which is made up of those three distinct persons. Again, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's part of the Trinity. And so today we're just going to dwell on on the person of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 3, 13 through 17, we see that Jesus was baptized. Remember, he was baptized there, and it says that the sky opened up. And the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus as a dove, in the form of a dove. And the Father, God the Father, said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Okay, So we see that's a mention of him there uh, in the New Testament. And then in Matthew 28, we see that the disciples were sent forth to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, and Again, this is talking about how the Holy Spirit here was, was included in, in the key aspects of, of, of Jesus' life. Okay? Now, being a person also, there are some attributes of the Holy Spirit, okay? Things cannot possess qualities, these qualities. A thing cannot possess these qualities. Only a living, thinking being can have these attributes. And one of the attributes that I'm going to talk about here is he has a will. He has a will. You go into Corinthians 12, 11, 12, 1 to 11, you see there where it says that it talks about the spiritual gifts, and it says they're given as he wills, as he wills. So Holy Spirit has a will. Okay, Romans chapter eight, fourteen to eighteen talks about how Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit leads. He gui- leads us into things. He guides us into things of our lives if we're there looking for Him and willing to have Him lead us. The Holy Spirit leads. These are some of His attributes. Okay, He can be grieved. Yes, the Holy Spirit can be grieved. He can be grieved. Okay, and in Thessalonians one, Thessalonians five, nineteen. The Apostle Paul told, told believers there in that scripture, do not quench the Spirit. In Ephesians 4.30, it reads there, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? To grieve would mean to make the Spirit sad or to do something opposite of what God's Spirit desires. All right? Ephesians 4 gives great detail on that subject. All right? But grieving the Holy Spirit, you, you, you know, if, if you know that you know that you shouldn't be sinning, Yes, there's a sin that's, you know, laying there in front of you, and you participate in that sin, then in that regard, you're grieving the Holy Spirit, okay? Quenching the Spirit is when, is when He is actively trying to, to to act in your life, to guide you and to lead you, but you just constantly just kind of push Him aside, or you ignore that unction that you're feeling where He's telling you to do something, and you put Him aside. That's quenching the Spirit, okay? And grieving, okay? A thing does not grieve, Okay? this desk and, and anything everything in this room those things those objects cannot be grieved okay only a thinking person can be grieved okay Alrighty. so this is where Holy Spirit comes in and this will help you hopefully to realize the importance and the reality of Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit in your life amen he can be grieved okay another one of the attributes is that he reveals truth he reveals truth. Okay, now if we go to John, the book of John, John 16, go to chapter, John, chapter 16, the book of John, and we're just going to look at, starting with verse number 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, the Comforter, of course, is referring to Holy Spirit. And Jesus was saying that he had to go away. Jesus Jesus had to come to this earth in the form of man. He had to go to the cross. He had to be resurrected. And then he had to turn, return to the Father. At that point, then, he was free to give us Holy Spirit. That's the, the, the Comforter that he's talking about here. Okay. The comforter will not come unto you if I do not go away. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse eight. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they believe not on me, because they believe not on me of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. The prince of this world, of course, is Satan. The prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, it? When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, and he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he, uh, he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine because therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you okay so we see here that the Holy Spirit Jesus said that I go because I have to, to go in order for me to give you to give you the Holy Spirit all right and, and 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 this is the truth this is the truth okay you have God's Holy Spirit God's Holy Spirit is helping you to hear and to understand this very very message that you're hearing today. Without having Holy Spirit to, to quicken quicken in your spirit exactly what is being meant by the words that, you're, words that you're reading here, it'll be like you sitting there just reading Gone with the Wind or some other novel. Amen. But the Word of God is alive, okay? It's alive, okay? And, and, and it, it brings life to you when you read it with understanding. And the Holy Spirit is the one that gives you that, that, that understanding, okay? The other attribute that we know about the Holy Spirit here is that that he teaches. Okay, He teaches. And if you go to John 15, if you go to John 15, and we want to look at uh, verse number, I'm sorry, John 14, I'm sorry, John 14, John 14, and we want to start with verse 15, John 14, verse 15. And it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Now underline verse 17. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know him. Okay, this is what's wrong with the world today. The world of people that are out there that are not born again believers have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They cannot receive Holy Spirit because it does not, they, do, they, they do not recognize him. They don't, if they don't recognize the existence of Jesus, if they don't recognize the existence of God or want God out of the picture, then no way are they going to be able to benefit from Holy Spirit. No way, no way. And so when you start wondering why some of these ridiculous decisions are being made, there's your answer. Those, those that are in power, many, they do not even know the Holy Spirit. They don't know God. They don't want to know God. They don't know Jesus. They certainly do not know Holy Spirit. Okay, so therefore you cannot expect of them to make any kind of sound decisions or or to lead or to guide people. Amen. 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 It says says that the, the world cannot know. Okay, the world cannot receive him. Verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but you see me because I live. You shall also live. Okay, because Jesus lives, lives, you shall also live. And meaning you shall also live, we're talking about not only now, we're talking about eternity, into eternity. You have eternal life, saint of God. Okay, you have eternal life. Okay, and the wonderful things of life can also begin here, right here on this earth where we are right now. You know, God wants us to live a victorious life, not only obviously in heaven, but God wants us to live a victorious life while we're here on this earth. And we can do that with the help of Holy Spirit if we simply recognize who he is and believe who he is. OK, these are according to Jesus. Jesus said that he's our he's our comforter. And what is a comforter is someone that comes to you when you're in need of comfort. And the Lord knows with all that's going on around us today, you know, the riots in the streets, the senseless, senseless killings and all of the violence that's going on. We need some comfort. Amen. We need some comfort. And Holy Spirit is there to give us that comfort because he will guide us on a day-by-day basis. Okay, When you hear some kind of negative uh, news report or something like that, let Holy Spirit minister to your heart and remind you that God is in charge, that God has permitted whatever government is in place to be in place for his own purpose, and he will be glorified. This is what he even told to Pharaoh. He even told that to Pharaoh. Okay? All right, okay, okay. God permitted Pharaoh to be in place for his own reasons. And through it all, God was was glorified, and God will be glorified today. He will be glorified, okay? What we see going on around us is not going to go along. It's God God has his checks and balances in place. And at the right time, remember the sermon several, I don't know, weeks or maybe some months back? Watch what I do. This is what we still need to do. Watch what God does. Okay? Okay. Because the government that he permits to be in place, as I said before, with what Samuel, uh, what God told told Samuel there, there it, it'll be in place, it'll be in place, and it's not doing what it should be doing rightly and justly, and God will bring judgment upon it. God will bring judgment. Okay. Okay. God is not going to let us just be beat around the head and just go through being dragged through the mud and everything. God knows knows our needs. God knows what's going on in our lives. God knows what's going on with our ministries and our churches. And he's not, he's not, he's not going to just let it go on indefinitely. Not at all. And everything is in God's time. All we have to do is to simply be patient and stand back and wait. And let Holy Spirit guide us on a day-to-day basis until the uh, until 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 the full revelation of whatever God is going to do comes to light in, in in our season, in our time, before our eyes. We simply have to live on a day-to-day basis by 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 relying on God. Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit guiding us on a day-to-day basis. And that guidance will come to getting us to work every day, what we should do in our jobs, uh, working from home, how long we continue working from home, uh, when the kids get back in school, uh, when these ridiculous COVID things lockdowns, when these things stop. As long as we just remember to have faith in God and trust in him, that we will be able to get through our lives on a day-to-day basis until God gets to that point in time where he says, okay, now the hammer is going to fall. Now there shall be judgment, because what is going on is not what I desire for my people. Amen? It is not what I desire for my people. When it gets to that point, that's when we shall see judgment. In the meantime, God just simply said, watch what I do. So this is what I do. I watch what God does. And in the meantime, when I get up in the morning, I consult him, I consult him, I seek his face. I pray, I let God guide me for that particular day and that night. And in the morning, the next thing starts all over again. And boy, and lo and behold, next thing you know, a week has gone by, a month has gone by. I mean, look, here we are in May already. You you see what I'm saying? Okay. All right. So God will get us to where he wants us to be as long as we have faith and trust in him. Okay, verse 20, uh, uh, at that day you shall uh, shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. If you love Jesus, God will manifest himself to you. God will manifest himself to you. Amen? Amen, he will manifest himself to you, all right? And it goes on to say, Judas saith unto him, uh, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and he will love and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. Okay? He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. This is what God the Father is saying. That's, if you're reading a word letter of the Bible, these words are written in red, meaning that this is what Jesus is saying, okay? Verse 25, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. Underline. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. Okay? He will teach you all things. Again, the importance of the Holy Spirit. He teaches. He teaches. He teaches. right? as we're going through this time and you're wondering how you're going to make ends meet meet, or you're wondering how you're going to stop being so, so disgusted and so annoyed at the decisions that are being made on high. Jesus will teach, Holy Spirit will teach us. He'll guide us. He'll tell us what we need to do with ourselves, with our family, with our jobs, with our homes, whatever it is, whatever it is that's giving you a hard time and and you're grappling with it right now. Holy Spirit can guide you. Holy Spirit can lead you. Holy Spirit can teach you exactly what needs to be done. So all you got to do is just hold on Saint, hold on. Hold on and have faith that He's there with you, according to the Word of God. Okay, He says in verse twenty-seven, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world's give give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid." Okay, He He left His peace with us. Not not the same kind of peace that the world world gives us. Okay. Any kind of peace that the world gives you is simply, you know, it's a break from maybe some unbearable situation or some times that are going on. It's a respite, you know, from some times that are going on. But the peace that Jesus gives you is that kind of permanent peace. It's the peace that the Word of God says passes all understanding. Okay? Okay? And with what's going on today, we need that peace because there is turmoil around us. There's chaos around us. There's a whole lot of ungodly stuff that's just happening around us. We need that peace. Holy Spirit can give it to us. He's our comforter. He's our comforter. Okay. And through him, that's where you will receive your breakthrough. You will receive your breakthrough. You know, I mean, it's a breakthrough in itself for you to really, really fully grasp and understand what this message is all about. That's a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough for you to really, really grasp and understand the presence of Holy Spirit in your life. And what he's saying and doing for you is a breakthrough for you to understand that right now, Holy Spirit is quickening in your spirit. The words here to understand what God the Father is saying through Jesus in this written word. Okay, Twenty seven again. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Amen. So let not your heart be troubled. Do not let it be afraid. God will open a new way for you. If you're sick, if you're in debt, you know, or, or abandoned by a loved one, you, you know, just simply start praising and listening to Holy Spirit. Start praising, listen to the Holy Spirit, and God will work a miracle. You'll see a breakthrough. You must have a strong understanding of what God what God's word means. You know, Scripture in Numbers 23 says, God is not a man that he should lie. God can only tell the truth. Everything God tells you is the truth. He's not a man that he should lie. Amen. His word cannot return unto him a void or not being able to accomplish that which he said it should accomplish. So the same thing is going to happen with you. Amen. But you have to believe it. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. Amen. In order for you to receive this breakthrough, you must be willing to not follow the crowd, which is very, very important, especially today. We see so much crowd action. Whatever the crowd wants, if there's enough noise, you know, what is it? The greasy, a a squeaky wheel makes the gets the most grease or something like that. Amen, amen. But 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 the crowd, the crowd, the crowd is that crowd mentality. You have to be able to break away from the crowd and not willing to follow that crowd. You know, break through also might mean to you break away. Amen breakthrough for you also might mean to break away. Is there someone some situation some group that you need to break away from and start following Jesus instead of following them? This is a time Saint of God you need to be you need to be your own man or your own woman and think for yourself. Don't go following the crowds you know? And I was a kid and go getting into trouble and whatnot. And father asking me, well, why did I do that? And I say, well, Johnny did it. And I went along, Johnny did it. My father said, would you follow Johnny off the Brooklyn Bridge? Would you follow Johnny off the Brooklyn Bridge? Think for yourself. Remember who you are. Amen. Amen. So that's what you need to do. Remember who you are. You are a child of God. Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You have Holy Spirit in you to guide you. Okay? Breakthrough for you might mean for you to break away. Might mean for you to break away. All right? How strong are you not to follow along where it might mean you're going away from God's will for your life? Amen? Following someone or some group or some idea, some concept, following that thought or that concept or that ideology, maybe taking you away from God's will for your life. And the Lord knows there's enough ideologies going around out there today, and enough concepts going on out today. Some of those concepts and ideologies are out and out contrary to God's word. God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. God doesn't recognize black, white, red, green, yellow, purple, or any other color. In God's mind in God's heart, there's only, there's only two groups of people, and that's believers and unbelievers. Simple as that. God is not a respecter of persons. So there's not one group that's better than any other group. You have to get away from the ideologies. Breakthrough for you may mean for you to break away because it may be taking you away from God's will for your life. Amen? 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 Okay? God is going to give you a breakthrough. Be sure of it. And now you have the keys to receiving that breakthrough. It's been passed on to you. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do about it? Amen? Our God is a loving God. He's a loving Father, and He does not want to see you fail. He does not want to see you worried. He does not want to see you, you know, in in a tiz because of what's going on. Oh, Jesus, Lord, I just saw in the news. I just read. And so He does not want you going through a tiz. Amen. Amen? Amen? We are where we are because according to God's Word, there are many that want God out of the picture. Many that want God out of the picture. And therefore, the powers that be Step in. And the powers that be that step in, if it's absent God, okay, if it's absent God, and this is what the people wanted, then that's what winds up unfolding. But God is still in charge. God is still in charge. He'll let things exist until the time that that, that, that evil gets to the point in time that he's ready to pull the plug. And that's exactly what will happen, as has happened in Scripture, time and time again. Amen, amen, amen. I pray this message was a blessing for you to give you something to think about. Amen. And I pray that as you go through the balance of the day and and the week that you you, you think on, on on what the Word of God has said here, what you've read here today, and let it guide you accordingly. And remember who Holy Spirit is. That breakthrough is just on the horizon. All you have to do is reach out and grab it. Let Holy Spirit guide you how to get there, and it will indeed be yours. It will indeed be yours. Amen. I pray if this message was a blessing for you, pass it on to someone else and tell them how to reach us. So we can be, reach that Genesis 1. That is one word, genesis1.sermon.net. Amen. genesis1.sermon.net. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that, and then you'll be able to um, receive notification whenever these podcasts are being released. Amen. Amen. Pass it on to a loved one. Even pass it on to someone that may be giving you a hard time you know, God wants you to uh, also uh, pray for those that are are are, are in against you or giving you a hard time also. Amen. Amen. So I pray that again, this message is a blessing. Pass it on to someone else that you love and care about in the name of Jesus. And now let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord, and we pray that as we go through the balance of the week ahead of us oh lord god that we shall remember these words and put them to use in our lives we shall remember oh lord god that you are in charge of every single government that is on the face of this earth oh lord god in the name of jesus and we shall wait on you and be patient and trust you for all aspects of our lives oh lord we praise you and we magnify thy name in the master's name of jesus amen 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 praise god so go forth this day and be blessed and remember Let your heart not be troubled. Amen. And remember that Jesus is Lord. Amen.